Oh my God, yes. I was terrified of just giving people out my wallet yeah. address. Like yeah. everything freaked me out because I knew there was no 1-800 number. So it just makes sense. And it's free. I, I can't even believe it. I can't believe it's free. You know, we're up 20 hours a day helping keep users safe and, and saving people literally millions of dollars of assets. Just you saying, I have a bunch of bored apes that I'm just going to go do it. It gave me a bit of anxiety there. So that's, yes. That's <laughs> the feeling that we want you to understand. Have that anxiety through me so that you don't have to deal with it yourself because now you'll know how to protect yourself the right way. Maybe show us an example of like, something i'm like doing this as if like the computer would 3d at me or something that's like one of the key features of wallet guard it's being able to break it down in plain english you know in web 3 the first thing we've noticed is that grouping up and teaming up with other people based on their knowledge is the better play right because this technology is so new i'm happy to see that metamask decided to opt in with wallet guard instead of trying to create their own version of. This is why we do it. You know, we, we love protecting users and we want to onboard the next hundred million. So let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
and what to look out for. So they created WalletGuard and I actually happened to jump in to one of their first Twitter spaces. We do like a weekly security space where we're talking about different things that are happening in security and crypto. So I happened to jump into their first Twitter space. We were vibing. We were talking about Web2 security, Web3 security. And yeah, after that, we jumped into a Twitter message. They made me the partnership director. Uh, Sorry, they actually made me the brand ambassador first. I was the brand ambassador for about six months, and then they gave me a full-time position as the partnership director. And the vision was the same for all of us, helping make onboarding easier to Web3, helping people know that there's a solution for security in Web3. Now, obviously, you know, you know this, um, my goal with this podcast is to start, you know, when we talk about onboarding, it's also helping people get the right information. And also, you know, the number one thing I keep getting from all of my little TikToks and my short form videos is crypto's a scam, NFT's a scam. And, you know, for a long time, I felt like, well, I can't really rebuttal that because we've seen so many scams. But now how can... You know, how can we better this space? You know, because we keep talking about onboarding. And like you said before, the the best way is potentially avoiding a lot of these scams because the number one thing and reason why people leave the space is because they got hacked, right? So how can we avoid these types of scams? I think one of the best ways to avoid these scams is to provide the right resources so that people are educated and understand what they're really buying or using on a day-to-day basis in crypto and Web3. So that's why we take a lot of pride in teaching users like how to create their first wallet, how to keep their seed phrases safe, even staying safe at NFT conferences. You know, these are all things that we like to break down and actually show people how to DYOR, do your own research. We always hear in Clubhouse and Twitter spaces about doing your own research. So being able to actually break it down for users and say, hey, this is how you handle this situation. Or if you do get compromised, these are the next steps. You know, that's all valuable information that's pretty much missing when people come in the space. You know, everyone's shooting in the dark. They don't know the right answers. They're getting scammed in the DMs out of the gate. So these are things that we want to teach people. WalletGuard has the right answers to this. And we also have the right tooling to kind of help you when it's late at night and you're not paying attention. Like examples with NFT God and Kevin Rose, you know, they, they're prominent in the space. They have a lot of security uh, out of the gate for themselves but you know when you're not paying attention in the middle of the night and you accidentally click on something you know it shouldn't take a single click to lose everything like how are we going to onboard the next hundred million people when we can't expect everybody to learn code or solidity or smart contracts and i think that's why we take a lot of pride in building this layer wallet guard in between your web 2 and web 3 that's literally just showing you what's about to happen before it happens Um, you know, at the end of the day, this all should be as easy to use as an ATM machine. And right now it's very bare metal. A lot of people don't understand how to read solidity or read these signatures. So to be able to create this layer in between that makes it human readable and also points people in the right direction for tooling and resources, you know, that's, that's like the bulk of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I will say, you know, when I first entered the space and I think even today, so two years in. I still freak out when someone sends me a message like, hey, sign up to this. Hey, join our thing. Buy my NFT. Buy this. Send me your wallet address. Every little thing freaks me out because of everything we've seen. You mentioned Kevin Rose. Like, he lost what? Like, his most valuable assets. Yeah, millions of dollars. Just a click, right? Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, the thing that's unfortunate is, you know, 
we have to stay vigilant. You know, it, it, it comes down to the concept of how do you not sacrifice convenience for security? A lot of people are told you need to have separate devices, separate emails. You have to do this. You have to do that. But at a certain point, it becomes cumbersome and not enjoyable to use. So to be able to provide something that makes it easier and not necessarily have all these variables floating around that could compromise you, like the point of the internet is to click on links. If we're not clicking on links and we're all afraid to interact with anything, how is this going to progress? So, you know, that's a great point. You know, a lot of people just have all these DMs and messages coming in and they're not really sure what to believe and and what not to believe. Are you going to be able to maybe walk us through what it what it sort of looks like? You know, I'm curious to see like how this works. And I want to be able to provide everyone with sort of like a step by step on how you can use Walligard and maybe show us an example of like something. I'm like doing this as if like the computer with 3D at me. Uh, um, yeah, I'll actually show you a example of Wallet Guard in action. And uh, let me just pull up my screen here. I think the one thing that I would like to mention before we continue is that Wallet Guard yeah. is not a wallet. It's also not an NFT. It's not a token. It doesn't require you to connect your wallet or sign a signature. It literally provides a layer of security without having to interact with your wallet directly. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest alpha in the space is the ability to provide security without having to directly inter- integrate with your wallet. So I'm going to show you an example of WalletGuard working uh, to prevent a scam that is apparently a fake Collabland page. Let me get this presentation open here. So here's going to be an example of a fake Collabland Twitter page with botted engagement. So it makes it seem like you know there's a bunch of followers. It's telling people that there's a free mint. As soon as that mint button is clicked on, WalletGuard's going to pop up and let them know, hey, this website was actually recently created. It has low trust. It's not something that you want to interact with. It could be a phishing attempt. So a lot of these scam websites, they're created and taken down within a few days. And we can't necessarily sit there and block list and allow list everything. So the WalletGuard phishing detection engine built from scratch by us is able to take a look at multiple different layers and say, hey, is this website recently created? What's the public who is information? Have the DNS records been changed? Pretty much it's doing your research for you to confirm that this website is legit before you actually enter the website. So we haven't even gone to the level of connecting your wallet or doing a transaction simulation before WalletGuard's able to confirm that something is suspicious on this website. Yeah, so for those who don't understand is before you even get to the mint page where you're trying to mint an NFT, WalletGuard's already there telling you, hey, this website doesn't seem legit. Exactly. And we've actually just launched a new feature called StormWatcher, which is built directly into WalletGuard. And what that does is it confirms that there's a wallet drainer on the website or a malicious contract on that website before you even jump into it. So you don't even have to enter the website, connect your wallet or run a simulation. We're able to tell you that it's something you don't want to touch with your wallet right out of the gate. Wow. But let's pretend yeah. that you decide that you want to proceed anyway, because that's what DGENs do. Right? <laughs> um, this is a copycat of Collabland's site telling them to mint a free NFT. They go to connect their MetaMask. And before we hand the transaction off to MetaMask, we're letting the user know in plain English, hey, you're actually not about to mint a free NFT. You're about to list your NFT on OpenSea in a private sale for one, you know, directly to the scammer, as well as give permission to withdraw your NFTs and to take your ETH. 
So all of this information you would not see inside of your wallet of choice. You would just see a gas fee. So to be able to break this all down in plain English for the user before it hands it off to your MetaMask or your ledger or whatever your wallet of choice is, that's like one of the key features of WalletGuard. It's being able to break it down in plain English before you can actually jump in and interact with that. Maybe explain to us a little, you know, for that newbie who's like, well, I want to buy an NFT, but I'm not sure because I'm always thinking about that new person who walks in and is just not sure, right? How many people um, look at certain NFTs and think, oh, that must be the original run, right? And then, then it's a copy of it and, and whatnot. So explain to us why you guys decided this was the right thing for you guys to invest your time and energy in. Why security? Yeah. So I've been in cybersecurity pretty much my whole life. I actually uh, was a CEO of an IT company and that was in Web2. So I kind of transitioned fully into Web3 and being able to find WalletGuard and run into them was was really great of a transition for me. So, uh, you know, focusing on this security layer, I think is crucial to onboarding the next 100 million people to Web3. We can't expect people to lose everything in a single click and really to be able to provide a tool that Anybody that's self-custodying can use, no matter what wallet or blockchain or what they're deciding to interact with. I think that was like key uh, to be able to you know, provide this tooling. But at the same time, we also integrate with other applications. We also integrate with other websites. So we're actually going to be directly integrated into MetaMask as their featured security snap by the end of quarter three of this year. So if your, MetaMask is your wallet of choice, you actually won't have to have WalletGuard as a separate extension in your browser. So well, even MetaMask, you know, who we're partnered with, sees this value of being able to let us focus on the security side of things. All these other applications, DEXs, wallets, let them integrate with us and take our security layer that we've built out so that they don't have to focus on security, but they focus on their actual product. So doing that for B2B, doing the, uh, you know, for B2C, bringing the, the tooling and education, I think is is a win-win for everybody uh, to be able to provide that layer of security for the users and also to be able to aggregate that information for different dApps and websites. It's it's a it's it's a no-brainer. Congrats on getting MetaMask. I mean, it is my wallet of choice. It's interesting how even you know MetaMask themselves didn't even think about setting up their own wallet safety. I'm glad that they're going with you guys who have been doing this solely yourself. I think, you know, in Web3, the first thing we've noticed is that grouping up and teaming up with other people based on their knowledge is the better play, right? Because this technology is so new, but I'm happy to see that MetaMask decided to opt in with WalletGuard instead of trying to create their own version of, yeah. right? Yeah, and and a lot of different applications, a lot of different wallets, they want to focus on being a wallet. You know, they don't want to have to leverage a lot of resources into the security side of things, you know, and it's great that we can provide that security layer no matter what wallet it is. So when you're focusing your resources as a company on something, it, it really makes sense to kind of leverage the things that are already managed by other resources for you. So that's why we think being able to provide that security layer lets them focus on being a wallet. And again, WalletGuard doesn't want to be a wallet. WalletGuard doesn't require you to connect your wallet to us to work. We just want to provide that information in between, uh, you know, 
the, the user's computer and their wallet. We keep saying WalletGuard's not a wallet. So this is an extension to your browser, right? So like any other extension we currently have, yep. like your wallet. Yep. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my extensions right now and I see my little MetaMask, but your ad blocker, right? Like any other extension. This is just downloading the WalletGuard extension. It's available on iOS. So the WalletGuard extension is a free browser application that's available for your desktop browser. So if you're using yes. any Chromium-based browser like Google Chrome, uh, you know, Microsoft Edge, Opera, Brave, Brave yep, exactly. Okay. Uh, you can go to WalletGuard.app and grab our extension. The other thing that I would like to point out is that we are open source. So our repo yes. is available on GitHub and that repo directly publishes to the Chrome store. So we're putting all our cards out on the table as far as the fact of what the code in the extension is doing, the fact that we can't interface or make decisions for the user in their wallet, that we're not even asking them to connect their wallet to us, that we're just providing context as to what's about to happen before it happens. So going open source was really one of the 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 biggest decisions that we made in order to gain more users as well, because it really is about transparency and trust and building transparency and trust in Web3 is hard, but building it as a security product is even harder. So to be able to follow the same footsteps as like MetaMask going open source, yeah, um, it, it's very, it's a win-win for everybody. People can take a look at our code. They can see that we're not trying to do anything malicious. We're not data mining the user, but we're simply providing context on transactions as well as detecting bad websites, scam websites, phishing sites that 99% of people that we see get scammed are dealing with to begin with. Can you provide us, Michael, with some, I don't know, some other examples, some real life examples or success stories that I'm sure users have reached out to you guys and told you, hey, had it not been for this WalletGuard extension, I would have lost XYZ. Do you yeah, have any I'll, stories like that? Yeah, I'll definitely pull up uh, another example of, of it in action. I think I think that makes sense. And this is going to show you an example of Stormwasher, which is the wallet drainer detection. Uh, we've actually seen a couple of different tweets and, and, and look like we're not, we're not monetized yet. Right? Like, so the extension is free. The education is free. The tooling is free. But when we see a DM or we see a tweet of somebody saying, yo, this helped save my assets or like my, I, I grabbed it from my friend when we created his MetaMask and he thought it was a free mint and it wasn't. And it helped him see that that's worth millions of dollars to us. Being able to yeah. help users really understand the tooling that they're getting when it comes down to like protecting the fact that you're now your own bank, you're your own self-custody. It's literally, you know, if if you have NFTs, you have crypto assets, whether you're a trader, uh, you know, somebody using DEXs or doing NFT trading, it's a no-brainer to have that security later because at the end of the day, like we take pride in actually onboarding people into the space. Otherwise, we're all in an echo chamber yelling at each other, right? Like we're not... We're not going to get new people to come in. We're not going to expose people to what's possible with crypto and blockchain because at the end of the day, it's not just flipping stuff. It's really taking a look at what this technology can do. And I think a great example of that is token proof. So we've been able to see token proof take on-chain data and basically eliminate the need for ticketing companies to be in between interactions at events, right? You don't, we don't need to provide our email or create an account give our address, credit card information, our name, first and last name. None of that exists when you're using token proof. And that's the beauty of what blockchain information and on-chain data can be used for. And I think that's another way that we're looking at it at WalletGuard is like, hey, let's look at this on-chain data 
without having to directly interface with it, what can we show the user? And let me show you this example of Stormwatcher, which I think would really make sense here. Give me one sec. Let me pull it. Yes, please. I love some good examples. What? Because, you know, I just think examples help amplify the need for this, right? Like, like I said in the intro, like security is not the sexiest, but you're right because we are choosing, right? Like those who believe in blockchain, th those who believe in crypto also believe in owning their stuff, right? right? So when it comes to owning your stuff, you're also a bit like your business. You've got to, you've got to be in charge of what's going in and out of your wallet, right? Exactly. So and that's one thing that I keep telling my friends is like, there's no 1-800 number. I messed up. That's <laughs> right? right. There's, there's that's none right. of that. It's not like Web2, right? In Web2, you call up your credit card company, say, hey, that was a fraudulent transaction. Let me get my money back. And they put it right back in your account. In in Web2, people are okay with clicking, yes, I agree, accept, and continue on anything that pops up on any of their devices. And when you're talking about Web3, you click on the wrong thing, you're kind of SOL. And there's no way of going back. You know, it's a double-edged yeah. sword. It's good and it's bad at the same time. And, you know, being able to just actually show this educational layer and say, hey, this is actually what's going down. Do you actually want to do this? You know, that's like the missing layer for us when it comes down to like protecting your own assets when you are your own bank. So here's... Okay, so walk us through what you're going to show us. Yeah, so I'm going to show you an example of Stormwatcher, which is the technology that we use in order to detect wallet drainers before it actually comes in to your wallet. So this is an example of a fake other side deed claim. Um, and it's using a beacons link, which is like link tree in order to mask this malicious website. And you think you're going to mint a free NFT. You click on the link. And before you even connect your wallet, we're right, right there out of the gate telling you you're trying to visit a suspected wallet drainer. We're letting you know that this link other side is not really other side's website. This website might be harmful. These are all variables that are shown to the user before they even connect their wallet or run a simulation. And being able to provide that, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's endless utility in the terms of being able to save your assets before you even risk losing those assets. Wow, that's amazing. So I know you said that this was sort of like the software. Um, does this mean that let's say, you know, we're on Twitter because most of us are on Twitter and people start writing, hey, don't don't click the links. Don't do this. Is your is WalletGuard already like they already know, like before someone's going and tweet this out, like, hey, I think this is a scam. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't even yeah. know if this is like a, I, I don't even know what my question is, but we constantly see on Twitter people writing, hey, don't fall for that link today. This person got hacked now. Are you telling me that, let's say I didn't see that tweet and I clicked that link, WalletGuard could have already suspected that this was malicious? Correct, correct. And that's exactly the scenario that we want to be able to provide and, and literally provide the context for. So like I said before, we're not a whitelist, blacklist, so we're not manually adding these malicious websites. Our engine is taking a look at this link that you're talking about that was just posted on someone's compromised Twitter and confirming hey, this is the real project. Uh, was this website recently created, even though it's claiming it's been a project in development for a long time? Is there a wallet drainer in the back end of the site? So all these variables are right out of the gate within seconds. As soon as something malicious is posted, WalletGuard's able to detect and block it for our users. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, 
This is a no-brainer. How is this free? How is this free, ladies and gentlemen? How is this free? <laughs> um, Michael, the other, you know, the other cool thing about WalletGuard is is you guys have your own sort of chat GPT or whatever you want to call it, some AI. What do we call it? Like AI some tool um, line. Yeah. That's it. Some tool. Explain to us the wallet guard version of this. Yeah, and actually actually show you a live example of this. Yeah, show us. Let me share my screen here. Because you know, we 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 talked about it before. That's my goal here for this show is sort of dumbing it down. And I say dumbing it down because I want people to not have to deal with all the technical, you know, degen terms that we together like we collectively can discuss, but maybe for my friends, your friends, you know, the teachers in this world, whoever it is that's even diving into crypto probably doesn't understand some of the lingo we're using. Yeah. And this could be a great tool for them. Yeah. I mean, as DGENs, we're always asked different questions about crypto, right? So to be able to have a resource that answers those questions for our friends and family, that's like crucial. And to be able to provide the like, right information. How, how long it takes me, I, I don't even, I have not calculated it, but if my friends were to ask me a simple question, like what is an NFT? I have, I, I don't, I'm always like, I don't know where to begin. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And with ChatWeb3, we're actually able to help contextualize that information, whether it's DeFi, NFTs, crypto, blockchain, we're focusing on giving the right context based on the level of what the user is comfortable with. So if like, here's an option, you're new to Web3, you know, this is going to really dumb it down when it comes to giving you answers on anything related to crypto. And a big difference between chat Web3 and ChatGPT would be an example question like, what is a wallet? So let's go ahead and ask chat Web3, what is a wallet? And if you were to ask the same question to chat GPT, you're actually going to get a breakdown on a physical wallet, like that, that it's made out of leather, it's kept in your pocket, it holds your credit cards. And maybe later on in the description, you'll see it talking about a digital wallet, like a crypto wallet. But with chat web three, we're actually able to get rid of all that fluff and focus on crypto uh, related answers. So essentially what we're doing is we're telling them, hey, this is a, sec a security tool that's used to store your assets, your cryptocurrencies, and essentially break it down a little easier for them. I love that. What is, so wait, what is, can you read us a few lines of what it's saying? I'm sorry, I yeah. can't. Yeah. I'm like Mrs. Blind here. <laughs> and, no and I'm on a smaller resolution right now, so like some of the text might be cut off, but it says a wallet is a digital tool that allows you to securely store, manage, and interact with your cryptocurrencies and digital assets. It serves as a bridge between you, the user, and the blockchain network, enabling you to send, receive, and monitor transactions. So it's pretty much making it a layman's terms description of what is that, it is in the crypto world. Can you try one that's, ask it, um, what is an NFT? I'm just curious. I might have to memorize this this sentence that they give so I can share it to my friends. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's ask it, what is an NFT? And gives us a little explanation here. So Right off the bat, an NFT is a unique digital item stored on the blockchain. Unlike fungible items, which are interchangeable with others of the same kind, like a dollar bill, NFTs are one of a kind and they have their own unique values. So they could be almost anything like art, music, videos, virtual real estate, in-game items, and much more. So being able to break that down, and you can also ask it to break it down 
in any language. So you could say, explain that to me in Spanish, like I'm five years old, right? Even the context. So now it's going to take that same explanation. It's going to do it in Spanish. And it's also going to break it down as if you're a five-year-old. So multiple different contexts to be able to say, hey, this is curating it based on what your experience level is, what language you want to use, and whatever device you're on. So Chat Web 3 actually works on mobile devices. You don't need to create an account to use it. You don't need to install anything. So it's super easy to share and get the information out there. I love that. So I can potentially share this with some friends, right? Go ahead and knock yourselves out and go ask all the questions you you want, right? 100%. You just tell your friends or family members, go to walletguard.app. And on that page, along with our browser extension and, and education tools, you'll also see Chat Web 3. And when you click on Chat Web 3, it throws you right into our browser-based application. No install, no login, mobile-friendly, ready to go. I love that. Why did you guys decide to have this this aspect as well, this this tool that you guys felt like was there a need like well i mean obviously there's a need i i i need this michael but why did you guys decide to do this yeah making onboarding frictionless was our goal so to be able to tell new users even ones that don't know anything about crypto or the ones that have questions like can i turn crypto into cash you know these are the things that chat web 3 is focused on answering for users and if, if you're coming into the space, you're going to have questions and asking those questions sometimes in a public forum leads to getting scammed in a DM. So, which is also another important tip that we like to give out. If you are asking any questions, make sure, please do it in a public forum, like a public tweet or a public discord channel. Do not continue that conversation with somebody in your DMs. 99.9% of the time, the person hitting you in the DMs is just trying to get you to click on something malicious or open an attachment or download something that you don't necessarily want. So at the same time, Chat Web 3 is not going to point you in a malicious direction. It's just going to give you context, just like the browser extension is giving you context on the website you're visiting or the transaction you're about to interact with. It's super interesting. I mean, when I first started my journey in crypto, the first things I started doing on TikTok were, you know, Web3 beginner words that us DGENs were using. So I just see such a need for this because again, like you said, onboarding also means giving people the tools, but also the language of how we're speaking to each other, right? Correct. Correct. So to be able to break down the terminology, like sometimes people even ask what's DYOR, do your own research, you know, all these different terms that we're throwing around and it's like, common sense to us at this point, new people don't get it yet. And we don't want them to be confused. We want to point them in the right direction. I love that. Well, Michael, anything else you wanted to add, uh, you know, before we go, I know we talked about, you know, wallet guard now chat web three. Yeah. We work with a lot of communities. We actually have the wallet guard Academy on our website, which also has a lot of articles on how to DYOR. So that's all free as well. But we work with a lot of communities to bring wallet safety to their users. So we could jump into your community Twitter space, uh, you know, co-host it with you, talk about wallet safety, talk about Web2 security before even jumping into Web3. And we do all of this for free. The browser extension, any, any articles on the academy, the AI tooling, working with different communities, there's absolutely no cost. We encourage anybody to shoot us a DM, go on our website, contact us, and let us bring wallet safety to your users. It's endless utility. It's a win-win for everybody. 
It's giving exposure to our brand, helping us gain users, and at the same time, helping you protect your users. And when it comes down to it, looking at our track record, seeing that we've been in the space for about a year and a half, we've gained over 35,000 organic followers on Twitter just talking about and giving out educational content based on crypto security. It, it's it's a win-win, like I said, for everybody. So, uh, and and to top that off, we we the transparency is is one of the most important things. So, again, going on GitHub, being able to show our code to users, letting our current over eighteen thousand users know that, hey, this is exactly what our extension is doing. We thought is is one of the most key steps into building something that's successful in a security space in Web three. So. Yeah, check out our website, walletguard.app. Follow us on Twitter. We do weekly security spaces. They're all recorded. We're on episode 44. So we're really bridging that that gap for bringing that content layer to, to security. I love it. Yeah. And like you said, security is not sexy. It's sometimes boring, <laughs> but let's put it this way. When we're working with a community and we jump into your Discord and we do a live security session where we're showing you examples of social engineering in front of your face and like these scam links and you know i'm connecting a wallet that has multiple board apes in it in order to show how comfortable i am with using this tooling and to kind of you know spice it up and put a fire underneath people you know that's what it's about it's 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 waking people up to the concept of grab wallet guard before you do anything because all it's going to do is help save your assets in the long run I know, because just you saying, I have a bunch of bored apes that I'm just going to go do what I, it gave me a bit of anxiety there. So, that's, yes. That's <laughs> the feeling that we want you to understand. Have that anxiety through me so that you don't have to deal with it yourself because now you'll know how to protect yourself the right way. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many mints I even avoided because yeah. I was so scared. Yeah. How many times I was terrified of just giving people out my wallet address like everything freaks me out because i knew there was no 1-800 number so having this option i mean it just makes it just makes sense and it's free i i can't even believe it i can't believe it's free yeah we've we've been we're very happy to be backed by ethereal ventures iosg consensus you know we got our official partnership with metamask and chainalysis so having them backing us and believing in our vision that's that's really what made like a big difference and kind of gave us this this jump start to be able to move to a hacker house from all across the world to continue building out this app and our vision and who knows you know in a year from now it's going to be at a completely different level and we're constantly keeping up with it you know we're up 20 hours a day just putting our time into wallet guard and making sure that we're helping keep users safe and and saving people literally millions of dollars of assets since the beginning of the year and, mm -hmm. and that number, you know, we need to update. It's actually at 5 million since February. So it's way past February now. Wow. So I'm sure it's way past that number. But just to see that number for for assets saved, this is why we do it. You know, we, we love protecting users and we want to onboard the next 100 million. So let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Well, I do want to say congratulations on all your success. I know things are going to come your way. Um, I would be so happy to have you guys back and, and talk about newer things that I know you guys will develop. Um, as always, I like to say, Michael, that the juiciest conversations are happening in my DMs too, okay? So I want to encourage everyone, you know, to come and find me up on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, 
LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn is making a comeback. Okay. Um, don't, don't hate me, but <laughs> it's coming. It's coming back. Okay. It's making a comeback. I promise you come find me on your favorite social media app. Come ask me all your questions. And I will say, I encourage each and every one of you to take a minute right now to ask Michael your questions down below on this YouTube video, cause we can come back and answer them in a future video. Okay. So take this moment to drop down your questions down below. Again, if you enjoyed this, please let us know in the comments, give this video a like, follow along, and I will provide all the official links, right? We just talked about phishing scams, but I will provide all the official links down in the description below. I will see you guys next time. Bye. See ya.